Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Specifically Devoid podcast. We will be right with you with our interview with Griff Garrison. But first, we wanted to let you know that July is the summer fest here with Specifically Devoid. This is the first of three very special episodes, which will be capped off with the Devoid Wrestling Mid-Year Awards at the end of this month. Catch this episode. Next week will be a Magic Arena Championship match between myself and Micah. And then a week after will be the Devoid wrestling mid-year awards so be on the lookout for all those new episodes check us out on all the social medias me from about a couple weeks ago hit it yeah we're still getting started watching old shows and ragging on him big mike and it's Talking about freaking wrestling. We know how this whole thing goes. Sometimes we go to the shows. Get ready for the podcast. Cause we're gonna get started now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Devoid Wrestling Podcast. And once again, we are joined by an amazing wrestler and aew talent our childhood best friend griff garrison what's up Griff? how you doing hey man i'm doing good man just had a couple uh protein pancakes so uh starting the day Mm. off right hell yeah how's the life of griff garrison been since the last time we've had you on oh man it's been great i can't complain at all man i mean I'm getting, just staying in the gym, getting bigger, you know, trying to perfect my wrestling craft. So, I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, get to the top, be world heavyweight champ, just like everybody else, right? Hey, yeah. Let's talk about wrestling for a second. You know, last time we had you on, Julia Hart was a recent member of the of the Varsity Blondes, and since then has left the Varsity Blondes to join the House of Black. So with that in mind, what do you think is next for the Varsity Blondes? Now that you're sort of back as a team by yourselves. Oh, man. Uh, that's a good question, you know, because uh, Brian's kind of going off the wall. So there's no telling what's going on with the blondes. And recently on Elevation, you know, he kicked me in the face by accident, obviously. But uh, we were going to put away the butcher and the blade. And then all of a sudden, he just got a, I just got a swift super kick right to the jaw. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of tension there, some miscommunication, you know, just because of Julia, she left us and joining them. But, you know, we'll get back on track, you know, still the goal still the same, AEW tag titles. Does this miscommunication start make you start thinking a little bit more about the singles endeavors, too? You said recently, of course, you want to be world champion, top of the yeah. ranks. No, I would love I would love to do a singles thing, too, at some point. You know, that'd be great. I would love to wrestle guys like uh, like Hangman, Christopher Daniels, uh to uh to uh, Takshida, I think that's I think that's how you pronounce it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, guys like that, I'd love to get in the ring and mix it up with. Well, and I know that uh, before you were at AEW, you were wrestling in Ring of Honor in sort of the future of Honor matches. Now that Tony has bought up Ring of Honor, do you think we could see you head over there in the future as well? Oh, absolutely. He since he, legit, it's Ring of Honor's his company now for sure. Because I mean, I'd love to wrestle like FTR for the tag titles. So like if me and Brian or even me and Marcus, if Marcus wanted to come join and, you know, my old ring of honor tag team partner who we wrestled the Briscoes for the Briscoes for the tag titles at one point for, and uh, actually we just wrestled FTR on an independent show. So, I mean, 
everything's just kind of lining up, you know. It could be Master Machine. It could be Varsity Blondes for F- versus FTR for the ROH tag belts. I think that'd be great. Am I correct in saying you fought FTR twice in a single night that one time? Uh, it was... It was well, not really twice. It was it was a match, but then it came to a draw, and then Mick Foley was uh, their manager or whatever came out with him, and uh, he added mm-hmm. five more minutes, and so we got we gave that South Carolina crowd, that hot South Carolina crowd, an extra five minutes. So it was a lot of fun. Hey, that's a lot of fun. You know, you're on the road a lot now. Has that opened you up to doing more of these indie dates? Yeah, no, I yeah, hundred percent. I I love doing indie dates. Uh, I just think uh, it allows me to go out there and just per- perfect my craft, work on new stuff, you know, in front of a crowd, see how a live crowd reacts to it. And if they do, if they if they like it, you know, if they're for it, you know, I'll just do it at AEW. And if they're against it, I'll just kind of trash them and be like, ah, I can do something else, you know. It's got to be nice to have that uh, sort of added practice time, if you would, performing in front of that live crowd. Oh no, yeah, hundred percent. I I love I love the indie scene, uh, and but like me, like I was never really like the like an indie darling before I got to an AEW. So like now that I'm in AEW, I kind of have a little, a little bit of, of a name going for myself. I like traveling onto the indies and stuff and meeting all these new people in different cities because they're like, Oh, like we watch you. We love you. You're such a big fan of like you and the blondes and the blog and stuff like that. So it's fun to get out there and meet different people from different cities because like when you're with AEW, you can't really have that intimate connection with them. Like with the fans, like you can't really do like a meet and greet type of thing. You can't really sell merch, that sort of thing. So being able to go out there and just, you know, meet people from all over, it's, it's a really cool experience because it's, it's much different than, you know, like an AEW or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is there anyone you've met, uh, any wrestlers on the indie scene that you'd love to see pop over every once in a while to AEW? Oh, man. See, if you wouldn't ask me that question, I could have told you. But now that you put me on the spot, um, let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna shout out some of my uh, my Firestar guys uh, where I trained at in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's they're literally I think they're 18 years old. Jackson Drake, Malachi, and Malachi Jeffers. I think that that's their names. Um, I'm actually it's Jackson Drake and Malachi. I don't know his last name. I think it's Jeffers. But anyway, two really talented young guys coming from coming out of Greensboro, North Carolina. So if you uh, ever want to watch some. Uh, Really good wrestling, some really good young guys. Those are two guys to check out, man. I love, and they'll they'll go they'll go far one day. Because I mean, they started when they were thirteen. And I think they're eighteen or nineteen now, and they're really, really, really good. So, I'm just curious for myself. Do you know where I can find those matches online to watch? And I mean, all you gotta do, I think all you would have to do is type in like FSPW, like Firestar Pro Wrestling, or if you wanted to just, just type in uh, maybe Jackson Drake Wrestling or Malachi Jeffers Wrestling. I mean, some of the matches will pop up. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. They they wrestle each other all the time, and it, it's really, really, really good, really crisp, you know. And it's just like when you're watching, you're like, these dudes are 18. Like, holy shit. Like, they got their whole lives ahead of them. So it's just, yeah. So if you wanted to type that in, you could probably find a lot of really good matches of them against each other and against other people. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, talking about being on the road, you know, how has – being on the road sort of changed the way you do things AEW style because I know the last time we talked AEW was primarily in Jacksonville doing the pandemic shows right no I mean I've loved it ever since you know they we've gotten like to be able to go back on the road and stuff and experience new places uh, I've been to a lot of places that I've never been to before and like I just like going out and like 
exploring, going out with the vlog crew and stuff like that, filming stuff with those guys and just seeing a, a, a bunch of new cities is really cool. I think my favorite city that I've been to so far was, uh, I think we had pay-per-view there. I think it was when Hangman and Kenny wrestled and it was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That was one of my favorites. And it's, I think it's just because I'm a, I'm a big fan of the cold and I like, you know, stuff like that. But I mean... I was put up in a hotel and I was in like a corner and like my view was just like, I had this window where you had like two different windows and I could just see the whole city. Like it was so cool. Like Indianapolis is a really, it's a really underrated city. Like if you ever want to go there, you need to go, you need to check it out. It's nice you're able to get to the cold now. I know North Carolina isn't necessarily the coldest place on earth. Yeah, especially right now, man. It's like, I think it's like... Like a hundred, it's like ninety eight hundred degrees. It sucks. It's just, Gosh. it's been upwards of there, and I'm in Vermont, so that's like a huge distance difference up north, and it's still like that. Yeah, it's, I hate it, man. I just like I live like I'm in the basement, and I just like I'll just turn my light off, and there's no windows down here. I'll just go lay in bed and just turn off, turn on all the fans, and just pretend like it's cold outside. <laughs> Well, I know, uh, I guess I'll ask you this, because I know uh, when AEW is primarily in Jacksonville, it would get colder during those outside, the winter months outside. Did you enjoy wrestling if you got a chance to in those colder weathers? Well, it did, like, it, it was crazy. Like, during, like, December, January, it would get, like, really, really cold. Like, even, like, for me, like, I was like, gee, like, we're in Florida. Like, it should not be this cold. But, I mean, like, I, I did like it. But, like, when you got chopped, I didn't like it. <laughs> Oh, like, man. It, it would stay like it's cold and it would sting but i mean after you wrestled it, it kind of woke you up and it got your adrenaline going and you you know you got warmed up and stuff but uh i mean i, I didn't mind it no i i really didn't i, I actually kind of enjoyed it just because it was different there's I, it's like you go out there and you wrestle at 1 a.m and it's just like it's freezing cold it's 1 a.m there's no crowd but hey you're doing what you love to do you know right hey uh, I wanted to ask you, because uh, I know a lot of people watch sort of different matches to get themselves ready to learn from. What are some older matches that you look into and that you watch to sort of get inspiration and learn from? Let's see. Just like it, it can be any kind of match or just, just like in, in general, what kind of matches do you look for when you're looking for those Let's matches? See. Well, now, like now, if I'm watching, obviously, the first thing I'm going to turn on is like uh, FTR because... I'm in the tag team right now. They're the best tag team in the world. It kind of makes sense. I mean, those guys are just, like, easily the best tag team in the world. Dax, I think, is going to win wrestler of the year this year. Like, he's on a different level than anybody else. So, obviously, if I'm going to watch anybody and try to, like, perfect my craft, it's going to be them. Because it's, like, I relate to them on a level where I think we, me and them kind of had, like, the same wrestling style. Like, I don't do a bunch of flippity dippity doodah stuff. Right. Like, I, I saved that for, like, Dante and, like, Ray Phoenix and stuff, obviously, because right. they're the best at that. And it's, like, I want to focus on psychology. I want to focus on telling a story. I want to focus on making the people feel something, whether that's any kind of emotion, happy, sad, mad, whether I'm a baby face or heel, you know what I'm saying? And they, they're literally perfect at that. And so, obviously – I just, when I'm down here and I get bored or, or whatever, I just pull them up and just watch in, anything, anything that has to do with Dax and Cash. Right. Well, you've recently worked with them too. So what is it like learning from them by watching their matches versus learning from them in the ring across? The well, well, it's weird because I normally consider myself a visual learner, but mm -hmm. it's, it's different with like wrestling, I think, because like 
when you're actually in there and they don't call a lot of stuff, like they don't call a lot of stuff in the back as people would say, they don't. And, um, just going out there and having to listen to the crowd, having to change gears based off what the crowd is telling you, you know, it, that's honestly, every time I've wrestled them, that's what they've done with us. And I've gotten so much better just listening to them as we put some of the things together. Like, cause we don't put a lot together, having to listen to them out there. Um, just having, just having them call stuff to you out there and like, and if stuff goes off the rails, you got to figure out how to get it back on the train tracks. You know what I'm saying? And so like, you know, just being able to listen and, um, call stuff on the fly. And I think working with them makes me much like, it's like, just, it makes me want to up my game that much more and just, you know, try to hang with you know, the best tag team in the world. And I think we did. So if you want to watch that match, it's on YouTube as well. Awesome. Well, I wanted to ask too, um, because there's been a large influx of names coming in uh, to AEW recently, uh, are there any names that have come in recently that you would love to also learn from in the ring? Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, we've worked Moxley and Danielson, and I love Danielson. Brian Danielson, he's another one of those guys. He's he's just he's just a really funny guy too. He lightens the locker room like he just like the he makes the he boosts the serotonin of the locker room is what I'm trying to say. Like he just makes everyone in a good mood. He's always happy and stuff because he loves his job. He loves being there. So, I mean, yeah, I would love to work with Brian again, whether that's in a tag or one-on-one. Um, also William Regal, man, he's, he comes in and he'll just like, he'll get there at like noon or something. And he'll just be there till like four or five o'clock until the doors open. And he'll just be talking wrestling to anybody that wants to come. Like I remember one time we showed up and it was, uh, like, I think I pulled up and it was William Regal, Pillman, and one other guy, I can't remember. And by the time he was done talking, like, 30 people were just over there just kind of listening to everything that this guy was saying. Because, I mean, he's full of knowledge. Why wouldn't you, you know? So, I mean, that's two guys, I think, that uh, have, a, have a lot of knowledge about this that I would love to learn more from. Mm-hmm. You know, Danielson, you said he lightens the locker room a lot. How important has that been considering how sort of chaotic the world of wrestling news has been recently oh man in regards to what just in general i know there's a i mean like honestly in the past several months i've been trying to wrap my head up around everything happening ranging from injuries to some contract stuff to random backstage rumors that do or don't have any sense of truth to them it's been it's been a lot the past couple of months. Has it been nice having someone to just lighten the mood backstage? It really is. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, everybody is, 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 is always very happy there, but it's like guys like guys like him and, um, you know, like he's, he's just, he's just great. Cause he's always, he's always trying to like poke jokes. Like he's, he's the one to like shoot wrestle guys and just have a good time. And we can just sit there and laugh and joke around and just have fun. You know, he just makes it fun. So yeah, I guess I think it's always good to have a few of those guys around, and he's he's definitely definitely one of them. Because you know, <laughs> I got a funny story actually. Um, we were in Baltimore not too long ago, and it was just this is just an example of, of like something he likes to do, like poke fun and stuff. He looked at me, and we were getting like physicals done or something, and um, I was we were getting blood pressure taken, and he was he was one or two people behind me. He looks at me, he's like Griff, I bet I have better blood pressure than you. And I was like, okay, okay. And he was like, do you want to bet? And I was like, absolutely. I'm 24 and you're 50 years old almost. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, 
he was, I think mine was like a one. It was either mine was either a one twenty two over eighty, or a one twenty over eighty two. And he, I had one, and he had the other. And and we went to Doc Sanson afterwards, and Doc Sanson was like, "Well, that's kind of the same thing." And what we had bet on, we bet on doing forty five single leg pistol squats all on one leg. Keep that in mind. So the loser, that's okay. what the loser had to do. Okay. And um, Doc Sanson was like, "Well, that's that's kind of the same thing." And Danielson looked at him and was like, "Well, I'm older, so you should give the nudge to me, right?" And Doc Sanson was like, "Yeah." So I had to do forty five single leg. <laughs> So, and my leg was just throbbing the rest of the day. It was, it was miserable. But I mean, that's just an example, you know, of how he just tries to entertain himself and everybody else and how he likes to have fun. So, right. Well, I want to move away from wrestling, but I want to keep talking about uh, laughing for a bit. Uh, just curious, who's your favorite, like, comedian? Oh, God. How did you know I like comedians? I got a lot. I was actually last night just watching, just watching Kevin Hart, but I got a lot, man. I like, uh, let's see, a few names. Uh, Burt Kreischer, I love Tom Segura, uh, Bill mm. Burr. Um, those are probably my top three. I, I um, let's see. I went. I've seen Tom Segura live in Chicago. I saw Burt Kreischer live in one of my in my hometown in Greensboro. Mm. Uh, I really want to see Bill Burr, but I just haven't gotten to one of his shows yet. Also, I like Brad Williams. He's a big wrestling fan too. He comes to AEW a lot. So shout out Brad mm. Williams. He actually DM'd me on my birthday this past year too. So shout out Brad Williams. That's awesome. Too. Yeah. Bill Burr, have you ever seen the clip? There's a clip of Bill Burr talking over an old Japanese match, and it's Antonio Inoki versus the great Antonio. And it's just Bill not. Burr's commentary over it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. What is that? Also, I'm actually going to write that down so I can watch, because I bet it's really funny. Welcome it's on. Yeah, it's Antonio Inoki versus the great Antonio. All right. Yeah, I'm going to watch that because I bet that is hilarious. It's it's so funny, you know. Uh, have you seen his show, F is for... Sorry, I love Bill Burr, too. Have you seen F is for Family, his show on Netflix? F is for Family? No, I haven't seen that. I've just seen all his comic specials. I just watched the... Mm-hmm. What was it? Paper Tiger, I think it was called. Is that what it was called? I think so. I watched that one the other week, and that one, the one where he was in, like, Europe or something. Right. Something like that. That one was really, really funny. But I haven't seen the show. I'm going to watch the show, too. Oh yeah, it's like it's almost like a Family Guy animated, mature oh, comedy geez. type show. Yeah. I'm a Very big fan good. of like the the Family Guys, the South Parks, the Rick and Mortys. Mm-hmm. So I'll check that out for sure. Oh yeah, well, I'll ask because you said Rick and Morty. Uh, how would you? I know Warner owns Rick and Morty, I believe. Right? Is there any? I think so. Uh, and in the past, Rick and Morty characters have been done as costumes on AEW's Halloween edition. Is that something you would also want to do in the future? I could see myself doing something like that. Yeah, that would be tight. Like I could. It's it's really. Oh, man. I don't know what I would do, but yeah, I could definitely see myself like, like a Halloween maybe, like a Halloween show or something. Maybe getting mm-hmm. some inspired Rick and Morty gear or something like that. I think that would be tight. I'll ask, while we're on the topic of TV, if I handed you the TV remote right now and I said, put on any TV show, any TV show at all, what would you put on? That's tough. Oh, man. I'm gonna, I mean, this is a boring answer, but I'd probably say ESPN just because I'm a big sports guy. But like at the same time, I watch a lot of Netflix. I will, okay, actually, I, take the, I, I do take ESPN back. I would say I would, if you gave me the remote, I would put on Stranger Things for sure. Mm, that's been on like the top of my to watch list 
Or oh, I missed that last one. Sorry. It. Especially season season four. Season four is the best season. Season four is the best television that you'll ever see in your life. That and probably Ozark. Ozark and I'll Stranger keep both Things. Of those yeah. It's like I I've really? had so many people telling me to watch it recently, and I think it's time for me to finally watch Stranger Things. Stranger Things, you love Stranger Things, man. I mean, you just got to get into it. Like season one is okay, but it, like season two, three is are really really good, and season four is the best television you'll ever watch. Well, I know like Duchess girlfriend... of Dragons is a big. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, you're good. But my uh, my girlfriend hadn't seen Stranger Things, and she started watching season four. And like it was season four was like six episodes, but like they got another half of it coming out like this weekend, and she was like, "You better not watch that without me." So she's already hooked. So and she and that was after she said, that was after she said that, "Oh, I'm never watching that crap. I don't want to watch that crap." Blah blah blah. blah. And she just laid down there, laid down here and watched it with me, and she was like, "You better not watch it without me now." So <laughs> yeah, and I know it has a big like D and D element to it, and I'm a huge D and D fan, so that's yeah, like they played, another yeah. reason why it's at the top of my list. Yeah, a lot of the characters play, especially in season four. Especially in season four, they do a lot of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So, how do you play Dungeons and Dragons, or has it made you like curious to try it? I never have, no. But like the way they portray it in the show, I'm like, that seems kind of interesting. It's different. It's not something I would normally do, but it's like, I'm curious, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, similarly to the TV question I asked you, uh, if I handed you the aux cord right now, uh, mm. what would you, what music would you put on? Man, I'm in, I'm really into Jack Harlow right now. I'm a big fan of Jack Harlow. Uh, Drake's always a good choice. Um, let's see. I like Rihanna too. I'm a big fan of Rihanna. I like shaking my butt and Rihanna, her songs, dude, it just comes out of me. You know, I'm just shaking my ass whenever Rihanna's on the, on the radio. <laughs> So. Are there any of those songs that you listen to when you think I could use this as my entrance music? Uh, there is one song. If if I was doing like a like a healy dark like dark character, like I don't know, because like I'm like I I feel like I've had to, I had a dream one time where I was like a thug as a character. That was my character. I was a thug. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, but I, that was that's what my dream was. And um, Red Ops by Twenty One Savage would be my entrance music. So if you if you don't know that song, look it up. That would be my entrance music as Thug Griff. Wait for them, Red Ops, Twenty One Savage. I listen to that. Yeah. After this, do you also like? I know you mentioned you said it in a dream. Like when you were a kid, did you ever come up with like your first wrestling character? Like, uh, yeah. Like I wanted to be. It was weird, like, and I still kind of want to be this, like, like, like a Magic Mike kind of character, like, to come out and just like a stripper, like dancer. <laughs> like, I feel like I could do it too, because I actually can dance. Like, I actually have rhythm. Like, I'm not like just like, you know, some all oh, like that big, tall, awkward, like clunky dude. Like, actually, right. I, I got some rhythm. So, but yeah, I, I think I could be like a stripper dancer. And it's weird that I thought of that as a kid, but I did. <laughs> uh, well. I want to ask you another icebreaker type question that you would get at like a college orientation or something. If okay. you were deserted on a desert island and you could bring three things with you, what three, three things, things would you bring? The first three things, you said three things, right? Yeah. That's tough. And 
on this deserted island, am I surrounded by water? Yeah. Yeah, I'd okay. say it's like a smaller deserted island surrounded by water. Okay, then if that's the case, then I'm probably bringing matches, a knife, and maybe some rope. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Those are like a very, yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of the answers to those questions are like just people's three favorite things, but that's a really practical answer. I love that. Yeah, like I'm trying to survive. I'm not just trying to, like, you know. I'm just, right. I think, yeah, I think I think I could get a lot done with those three things, and then I could probably find some stuff on the island too. I don't even think you'd be able to last on a deserted island before anyone found you with those three things. I don't know, man. I'm 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 a little crazy. I'm like I could tap into like something mentally up here. I could, I I could make it. Like as long as I as long as I had water, I could make it. I just would you ever? I, could... I don't know. I just like. Would you ever Sorry, consider no, you going on Survivor I, I just, then? <laughs> would you ever consider going on Survivor? I would, yeah, I would like to go on that show. That or like Naked and Afraid would be hilarious too. <laughs> be oh funny. my gosh, I, I love those kinds of shows. It's fun to see how people try to survive. You know, yeah, everyone's probably, a little different. Yeah. some crazy stuff, man. Mm -hmm. oh, man. Well, uh, I'll, I'll bring it a little bit back to wrestling a bit. Uh, you know, there has been a lot of people coming in. I'm curious how available Tony Khan is to just talk to if he ever wanted to have a conversation with the guy. Oh, no, Tony's great, man. Like, he'll just, like, he's, he, he does in a lot of meetings and stuff, but, like, whenever you catch him out and about and he's just walking, he'll, he'll mm -hmm. sit and talk to everybody for however long. And he's the nicest guy. Like, he'll just be... He'll like go up to somebody, start talking. Somebody else will come up to him and start talking, and then he'll walk away. And then he'll just be like, he'll just say, even even if it's just a hey, like you know, he just says, hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Like, what's up? He just says, hey, to everybody, and he just talks to everybody. So I mean, granted, he is in a lot of meetings and stuff like that. So he's he's a very very busy guy, but no, like he's he's super cool. He's super chill. He'll talk to any and everybody. So. Have you learned a lot of like? sort of production or more behind the scenes things from those conversations with Tony or anyone else backstage? Like I said, I'm kind of a visual learner. And so like when I'm in like that, um, I just kind of see like, like and how he talks and interacts with the production and stuff like that. So I think I've learned more that way than actually having conversations with him. I am curious about, um, you know, AEW, it's national television. What was it like sort of being on national television for the first time when you joined AEW? Oh man, it was, it was, well, like in Jacksonville, it was like whenever I was on Dynamite, I didn't really feel like I was on national television because it was like, there was like no crowd and stuff like that. And so it just right. felt, I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of just doing my thing, like wrestling in front of the boys, you know? But, uh, no, like when we first started traveling and like I got on Dynamite and stuff, especially when I had that match against Malachi in Greensboro in my hometown, I was like, all right, like this is for real, like. The camera's on, the red light's on, there's a big freaking crowd here, there's a million people watching at home, like, let's do this. But uh, I think that was my first, like, really grasp of it. I was like, oh, like, this is, like, here we are, like, this is the big time. So, um, no, it's been, it's it's fun, but, like, I just, I love, like, I, I tell people, I'm like, I get more nervous. So, like, a small indie show, like, I would get more nervous as opposed to wrestling on national TV. And don't ask me why, because I don't know the answer. But that's just how I'm wired, <laughs> and it's weird. It's just like, 
because like those 200 people are just around the ring and they're up close and they can see you so if you mess up it's just like oh like you know but right i don't know it's for people weird. that you know yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's people that you yeah. know and it's just like people that you've grown to have a relationship with because you go to do these same indies over and over and it's just you go to this one city and for aw and it's just like oh we won't be back there for a while so if you mess up like oh I don't know, but I just—it's weird. I just get—I just get way more nervous in front of a smaller crowd than a bigger crowd. For people that you know in person, what was it like for them to see you on national television for the first time? They—they they thought it was cool. Like, like my family and friends, like, just on television. I'm gonna be on at eight o'clock tonight, and they would just watch and record. You know, I'll keep asking you about non-wrestling things that you like. Cause I'm enjoying learning about. About all Heck yeah. Do you are you are you a podcast listener at all? Uh, I I listen to Joe Rogan Experience, and I listen mm-hmm. to uh, Two Bears One Cave with Bert and Tom. I've been seeing a lot of clips of that one on uh, TikTok recently. Yeah. So no, dude, they they are so funny, man. Especially when they're together. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's a different level. And I like listening to Joe Rogan just because it's Joe Rogan, you know. He just, like, the conversations he has with people are just so in-depth. And it's just, like, I feel like I learned so much when I listen to his podcast. AEW Fight Forever, the video game, that is on the horizon that's been announced. They're working on yeah. that. Uh, I don't know if you are allowed to disclose, but will you have any involvement with that video game at all? I actually, I hate to say I am not allowed to disclose. So I am not allowed okay. to talk about that. So I apologize. But, uh, yeah, I'm not allowed. I figured I might figured I might as well throw it out there in place you were, but oh, yeah. no, makes no. sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Just from a in general, without disclosing anything, are you excited for this the game for AEW for a oh, new I'm company pumped. to sort of have a video game? Yes, well, I'm pumped because I'm a big. I, I play video games too. I don't play a lot. Like I play Fortnite and like MLB and NBA 2K. But like when this game comes out, like I'll definitely play that the AEW game for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited for it. Well, uh, Griff, it was great to have you back on our show. Is there anything or anyone you'd like to shout out before we close it out? Uh, yeah, shout out to Marcus Cross. He's working his butt off. He's one half a master machine, and he's, uh, he's on the come up. So uh, keep your eyes on him. All righty. Well, Griff, once again, thank you so much for continuing to come back to our small little podcast. It means the world to us that you continue to come back on. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, and for everyone thank watching. You for me, yeah. For everyone watching, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.